And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our soul, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Welcome to another episode of the Holistic Human Optimization Podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis. We have a truly amazing interview lined up for you today. And before we dive headfirst into it, I wanted to share a quick offer from one of our sponsors. If you're looking for the highest quality superfoods, natural supplements, and lifestyle upgrade products, I want to recommend you take a look at Purium Health Products. They produce some of the world's best superfood products by maintaining total control of the sourcing process through producing a majority of their products on their own farms and using their patented live dehydration process, which helps to maintain total nutritional integrity. Some of my favorite products I use daily are the Super Amino 23 Protein Replacement Amino Acid Product, the Love Super Meal, which is a live, organic, vegan meal replacement formula. The Apothecary product, which is an organic, GMO-free cherry concentrate that helps increase natural melatonin levels and aids in REM sleep. And also, their revolutionary first-ever anti-GMO product, the Biomedic which has been shown in preclinical studies to safely remove up to 74% of the GMO insecticide glyphosate from the human body in around six weeks of using the product on a daily basis. And that is just the tip of the iceberg with what this company offers. I encourage you to visit their website, www.ishoppurium.com, and use my coupon code HUMANPOTENTIAL all spelled in one word, to receive a $50 coupon on your first order and up to 25% on reoccurring orders after that. Again, the website is www.com. 
iShopPurium.com and use the coupon code HUMANPOTENTIAL. Okay, so now diving into today's episode is interview 128 with the founder and owner of Purium Health Products, David Sandoval. And the focus of this interview was the food and medicine of the future. And wow, 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 what an incredible interview. We dove into David's backstory over the last 40 years, or almost four decades anyways, of being a pioneer in the health food world and really how he stumbled upon superfood nutrition and raw food nutrition through his own healing journey. And what an incredible journey it was, to say the least. This was an incredible interview, and you're going to get a lot of really incredible golden nuggets out of it. I was just really honored and pleased to be able to meet up with David for about an hour to do this interview, and I think you're going to be exceptionally delighted, to say the least. So uh, kick back or go for a walk, whatever you need to do to be comfortable and be ready to be inspired to live your life at the next level by listening to this conversation between myself and David Sandoval. David Sandoval is a world-recognized expert and in-demand lecturer and radio talk show personality, as well as an entrepreneur, nutritionist, activist, personality, author, and one of the leading authorities on whole food nutrition and disease prevention. Because of his passion for helping people recognize the relationship between diet and health, Dave Sandoval co-founded and is the CEO of Purium Health Products, Believing that there is most definitely a relationship between diet and disease, Sandoval has dedicated himself to providing real solutions for reclaiming health through nutritious, real, whole foods, organically grown. And it is my honor and pleasure to welcome you, Dave, to this podcast. And I know we have so much territory to cover, so thank you so much for being on. Well, it's great to be here with you, and uh, thanks to everybody who's listening today as well. Yeah, and we have an incredible audience of just incredible health and nutrition and lifestyle enthusiasts. Everybody that tunes into this show is really interested not just in health but human potential because that's the theme of this show, the Holistic Health and Human Potential show, and so I know that we're going to really touch on that, and, and there's so many things that I want to bring up, but the first thing I want to explore with you is your story. Like I, I remember a couple of years ago when I first got introduced to Purium through a lot of my different friends like Troy Casey and, and Dave Conrardi and, and many other people in our industry, and I started looking into who Dave Sandoval is, and... One of the things is I started to look into your backstory and I was really, really not just impressed, but I was actually touched because I remember getting into the raw food world about a decade ago and and diving into Hippocrates and the work of Ann Wigmore. And when I heard that that was that was kind of where you came from, I really got excited. And so I'd love to just, um, you know, dive into your backstory. How did you get started with health and wellness and and obviously that leading into the creation of Perium. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a good question because you know everybody 
you know, struggles to say, what was that one moment that, you know, that sort of set my course, you know, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, uh, or does stay in motion unless something, some energy force is able to, to divert it, you know, and that's the, the truth about life. And so for me, that defining moment came when I found myself, um, uh, homeless as a young man, my parents were, were we would grow up poor and big family. And once I was big enough to take care of myself, I pretty much had to do so. So I'm 16, 17, uh, almost 17. And I am living, you know, in the streets and my auntie offered to, to take me in and she showed me the best life I'd ever known. Love, you know, um, food, a car, a room, a house, you know, uh, all these things, clothes, like, you know, money in my pocket, just a, a life I'd never, ever known before. And then just a few months after I got introduced to this paradise, my auntie died. She died of multiple sclerosis, and the doctors told her that the reason why, told my uncle, the reason why she died was because of the microwaves and the Diet Cokes and the TV dinners and the preservatives and the meat that she loved and on and on. Now, she wasn't a bad mom. To the contrary, she was a liberated modern woman who didn't believe she should be spending time in the kitchen. She should be teaching her kids to play soccer and to ski and go hiking and read books. She didn't want to be a domestic. And because of that, she chose the fastest most convenient forms of food mm. and they killed her and of course being as I loved her so dearly I then had an enemy and the enemy was the food mm. that had killed my auntie wow. Wow, that's, that's really powerful and did you hear me? absolutely yeah that I, I want to just I want to just keep going with that because that that really touches my heart and I think that touches so many people I, I what 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 I was just thinking about as you shared that was um, you know so many people that become health inspir inspirers and, and orators and motivators every person has a particular story um, whether they were in a health crisis and had to solve it or somebody ha in their family had cancer or diabetes or whatever the case is, multiple sclerosis, and they became victim of the convenience of our kind of modern agricultural world. And that sparks this like inspiration to make change. And that's kind of what I'm tuning into with you. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty intense dislike for the information and I read Rachel Carson's Silent Spring and was motivated even more and I kept looking for more books that would teach me and I thought you know enough focus on the problem let's mm -hmm. focus on solutions and that's when I was introduced to Ann Wigmore and Paul Bragg and Dr. Christopher and, uh, and of course Dr. Bernard Jensen mm -hmm. and, and and others mm-hmm yeah, can you tell can you tell us a little bit about that? Like how how did you get introduced to that alternative world? Well, I was a young man hanging out with a bunch of old hippies who were living up in the mountains 
when I say old, they're younger than I am now. You know what I mean? But when you're 16, you see a 38-year-old guy, you know, with a beard, he seems old to you, right? Right. So, uh, so we had these old hippies, you know, living up in the mountains in Bangor, California, you know, uh, making their own wine, growing their own vegetables, growing their own fruits, you know, uh, living off of the land. And they taught me about this, you know, whole thing about, you know, the food and the problem with the food and Silent Spring and the chemicals and the DDT and, and the, and the, you know, uh, Alar on the, on the apples and all that stuff. And, and I thought, wow, man, you know, there's people who care. I want to be part of this army. And I just wanted to become the best soldier ever in that love army. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, this is great. So when that, when that kind of epiphany and awakening happened, what's the next part of the story? Like, I'm really interested, like in, in the, the, in the, 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 uh, I guess the movie reel, if you will, of, of how this story of your, your life getting into the health industry started to evolve. So, um, I found myself in Hawaii and the big island uh-huh. with all the crazy people like Victoria Skolvinskis yeah. and I'm like, Oh, you studied with Anne, right? So, um, and you know, and it was all of a sudden it was about veganism and about fruitarian and about ultimately I became a breatharian. So on my journey, I started as a vegetarian and then became a vegan. And then I wanted to become a raw food vegan so I could have all the living food. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I, uh, you know, we just called it the living food lifestyle. Then we didn't call it raw food vegan. We just called it a living food lifestyle. And then I heard about being a fruitarian. So I wanted to do that. And then I went on to be a breatharian or whatever you want to call it. Breathitarian. Everybody has a different name for it. But, uh, but, and I lived on air and water and wheatgrass, just a little bit of wheatgrass each day for 16 months. And I just tested the boundaries of, of life and uh, of, of cellular regeneration and of uh, and all of that, you know. Mm, mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm tuning into the audience that's going to listen to this, and it almost sounds like a little bit of a cliffhanger. You just brought in the concept of breatharianism and, and that you were living on basically air and water and a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, juice here and there for 16 months that's a pretty extraordinary story can you maybe yeah, 16 months 16, 16 months. months that's what i meant yeah and all i had was green juice because green juice was a form of liquid sunlight in my opinion and we we're supposed to be living on on sunshine and air mm-hmm. so i used the green juice as a way of getting in you know the liquid uh sunshine if you would yes yeah. And oxygen, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was your experience of doing that for 16 months? I'm really curious. I, I've talked to so many different people that um, have done extended water fasts, have done um, so many different modifications of what you're talking about. And um, so I'm curious, what was your experience for those 16 months? Spiritually, on one level... It was unprecedented. I I don't want to freak anybody out, but I felt like I could leave my body anytime I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I could communicate with the ground, with bugs, with trees, with birds, with animals telepathically. 
I didn't, you know, I, I didn't crave any, uh, I know this is the bad part, I didn't crave any physical contact. Mm. I judged everybody because their body odor, the fact that they had to sleep and eat and poop and, you know, and, and they, they, you know, wanted, they craved sexual contact. And to me, those were all human failings. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I realize the yeah. arrogant that I had fallen into. Mm. Realize you know, the ethereal world that I had sort of, you know, um, you know, I don't know, it was, it was a different thing. And so one day in a meditation, I got, you know, words from God and he said, you're here on earth to be a human. You're here on earth to understand what it means to suffer. Not that you need to, not that you should, that if you never expose yourself to being human, you're going to have to do this all over again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. So I began to slowly integrate back and to, and to come back from that incredible arrogance where I could smell somebody 20 feet away and know what they'd eaten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and where I could see auras, you know, people's auras and, I would just turn away from people who didn't have green or white, you know, or, 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 or these loving energies. I just wouldn't want to be near them. And I found that, you know, they're, they're human too. Mm. And just because of that moment, they weren't shining at their greatest. Those are the people who needed me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it was a sea change of total arrogance to total servant leadership. Mm. I decided I, I can't be rising above a 10,000 foot view like some, I don't know, some God, you know, demigod. I had to get down, you know, like Mother Teresa did and like, you know, and like Gandhi did and mm. and, and like Ann Wigmore did and, and work with the people who needed it most. Mm. And that might change. Wow, that that is... I mean, that just touches me, and especially where I'm at in my life, where I'm transitioning. You know, I'm 32 years old, and, and a lot of people would say I'm young, but I feel like I'm going, I'm 32 going on 50. And, and um, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm in this place, too, where I'm transitioning from, not, not that, not that I, I would even assume that um, it's a full transition, but I'm, I'm energetically transitioning from some of the more egocentric concerns, self-preservation and, and, well, will this make money and, and those kind of things. And I'm transitioning to this place of everything I do must be in service of humanity. And if it's, yes, and if it's not, I love you, man. if it's not in service of humanity, it actually is pain just from us, just from a self kind of fulfillment level if this is not in service to humanity one way or another i feel pain therefore if i don't want to feel pain and suffering i actually have to give myself over to humanity and that's that's what i'm hearing from you yeah and some would say i went too far some would say you know i i overdid it i've spent the last two or three decades you know, just fully dedicated and, and forgotten a little bit about myself, relationships and, you know, and, and belongings. I don't have really much of either of those. And, uh, but I've got amazing people in my life, amazing, mm. you know, family, you know, and, and but at the same time, they all have to have understood that 
I'm dedicated to this cause. I'm the captain of a ship. And if you let go of the wheel, it loses direction. And so I've been tied to the mast for a while. And I'm looking to create a community of people to extend beyond my capabilities, who believe what I believe, who can see what I see, who feel what I feel, mm. and are willing to go out and let it be their turn to step up. Let it be their turn to reach out. Let it be their turn to, to, to like talk to people in that carefrontation where you say, I know that change is hard and I'm not criticizing you, but still we could do better. Mm. I know change is hard and I'm not criticizing you, but still we can do better. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm just pausing on that note for a moment. That is so powerful. And, what you just said and, and just kind of everything that I, I heard and in, in what you've shared about your journey of going to more of this like kind of ethereal, esoteric relationship with reality to coming back down from the mountain and realizing like, hey, I got to be service to the people. Like I got to be with the people and I can't be judging the people if I'm going to be here to help people. And so kind Damn. of coming back down and, and it's like it's like. It's compassion, right? Like compassion for ourselves and compassion for others. And it's a namaste, you know? It's a namaste. I, I have to acknowledge that within you, for it's the same as that which is in, with me, because we are but one. So the evil that any man could do is the evil that I could do. Right. And the greatness of any man is the greatness that I could do. And it all lives within me, and I choose every day which master to serve. Mm. It does not mean that out of equal parts, light and dark. Mm. It means I choose to live in the light. Wow. Wow. And would you, would you say, Dave, that that choice to live in the light is a daily choice that we have to make? Minute by minute. Yeah. Every decision we make, do we choose anger? Do we choose forgiveness? Do we choose, you know, um, anxiety over an exhale of calmness we make these choices every day but because the negative emotions are more stimulating initially and we are in a overstimulated society we tend to lean in toward our negative emotions but if we learn to instead lean in toward love it feels so much better than the initial stimuli of drama and we know it. Mm. We just have to slow down mm. and embrace it. Wow. That, I mean, this is just so, this is so fantastic. I, um, you know, a question just came up for me in relation to what you just said. You are extraordinarily busy. That's an understatement, obviously. You're extremely dedicated to your mission, to your company, to your community. And so I think it's going to be very beneficial to the audience and to me here, how do we slow down when we are quote unquote so busy? I think that's a that is the biggest issue in society and the stimulation culture where we're externalizing our reality so much and it can be a challenge to go internal and connect with ourselves. Like what it what has been how do you do that is my question. Okay, that's two parts, and I want you to keep me focused, okay? Okay. So the first part is knowing 
that we need to spend 80% of our time doing the four things that are most important in our life. Mm. But we don't. We spend 80% of the time doing everything but the four things that are most important in our life. And what are the four things that are most important in our life? According to Ayurvedic principles, of course, are your service to your family, yourself, your God, and to your work. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and so if you think each day, how am I giving service to those? And then here's the second part. And am I giving equal service or am I imbalanced? Am I giving all of my service to my work and forgetting my God, my family, and myself? Mm. Am I a narcissist? Am I giving all of my energy to myself and forgetting about God, family, and work? Am I a narcissist so I focus on myself and my work because I see them as being synonymous? Uh, We have to get a balance. And if we had a wheel that had two spokes versus a wheel that had four, you know, the stability is quite different. And so uh, the one wheel would crush each time it turned a half a turn. Mm -hmm. And then here's the most important thing. The most important thing. We need to know that the word yes is a sacred contract. Mm -hmm. The word yes is a obligation and a commitment that reflects on who we are and our integrity. But we say yes all the time because we'd rather go with the discomfort of tomorrow than Mm -hmm. the honesty of today. And we've got to stop that. We need to be willing to ask and talk about the difficult subjects now so that there are fewer and fewer difficult subjects in our future. But we're weak and we say yes and we make commitments we have no intention of keeping. And then we fall out of integrity. And when we fall out of integrity, then we cannot trust. When we cannot trust, we cannot love. And if you've ever been in a relationship with somebody you cannot trust, that relationship ends. But if the person you cannot trust and you do not love is you, then we've got some work to do, don't we? Oh, man, that, that right there. Well, you just That was exactly what I was tuning into. I was, I was thinking of, you know, like, for example, one of the, the great things that, Purium does is the 10-day transformational cleanse. And I was just thinking to myself, how many times throughout the last decade that I said yes to doing a cleanse. I said yes to doing um, this seven-day cleanse or this 10-day cleanse or whatever the thing was. And how many times the next day or two days or three days or even the next like hour I, I chose out of that. And the feeling I had inside myself was a lack of... Um, Integrity. A lack of integrity. But that lack of integrity created a distrust in my own ability to commit to what I say. Wow. Wow. Thank you. What a beautiful confession. And everybody listening is going to admire you for your willingness to do self-reflection on that level. Mm. And let's take it to the next step. I have this 10-day transformation and the people who cheat still lose 10 to 12 pounds, dude. That's amazing. No, it's true. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Because they're cheating by having an extra avocado or a salad or a piece of fish or (laughs) half a hamburger, and they think that they've really, really cheated. Mm. They haven't cheated themselves out of losing weight. They've cheated themselves out of the amazing empowerment they would get if they had stuck to the program. Mm. 
I'm telling you, more than half the people who do my program and lose 12 pounds have cheated four to five times. And I know that because when I ask him, tell me about this spiritual journey. Tell me about the way it felt on day seven when you felt so powerful. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. And then when I ask the people, and then later I ask them, okay, so, and I just, I'm blunt with them. I go, how many times did you cheat? And if I ask them that blunt, they just tell me, uh, I think four. Mm. You see what I mean? Because they're mm-hmm. cool. As long as you're cool with it, they'll admit it. Right. Well, I'm not judging them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but, but what I'm sad for them is that they didn't get to go through that personal development journey that is free with every 10-day transformation. Mm. With that changing your life and then doing everything else in your life better from that point forward because of the trust you have in yourself that you could make it through the hard times. Mm. And then on the other side is amazing, amazing self-gratification. The best type. And thank you for bringing that up. That's such a powerful part of personal development that comes with a 10-day transformation that the people who do it right tell me, thank you, thank you, thank you. I say, for the weight loss, they go, no, for feeling powerful again. Wow. Wow, what a download. Yeah, so what, what that, where that brings me is wanting to ask you about how did Purium get started like I mean like what was what happened for you to begin creating Purium because obviously that's a story in of itself but throughout your journey what what catalyzed the 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 concept or inspiration to start creating this company so I I don't know if you know but I had a top rated radio show in New York City I was on two 50,000 watt stations I reached like 15 states on a, on a quiet night you know how that works right mm. and um, and it was a question and answer show all I did was allow people to ask me any question they had about life health relationships anything and most of the questions were about health and I answered every one, even if it took me two weeks to get the answer. And I cataloged every question I ever got for years. And I only got 50 questions. And each time that one of those questions came, I told them what to do. When they came back and told me they couldn't find an answer for it, I created a product. But I didn't have anywhere to market it. Mm-hmm. So it and I took two years. We took those 50 questions I had been asked and we created 50 products and we put the brand platinum on originally because we said this is the most valuable food on the planet, right? Um, it's the platinum food, right? Yeah. And I didn't like the name platinum because it added uh, emoted um, greed and, and wealth. And so I changed the name to Purium, which is a fusion of pure and premium, which I felt was a better reflection of this and I knew it couldn't be retail because I could never get a retail store to carry 50 of my products and I knew that the world was changing to online and I knew that people wanted bargains they wanted to save some money and I wanted to give people direct from the factory great prices and that I wanted to directly reward the people who helped me connect with other people because social sharing happens every day I go to restaurants I recommend them next thing you know 200 people are eating at that restaurant and they've never 
given me a dime or a free meal or a pat on the back or a handshake. And I don't think that's fair. If a business thrives because of an influential recommendation, if you tell your friend and your friend trusts you and that friend eats at my restaurant, I want to thank you. And that is true free enterprise. That is true, in my opinion, honesty. Mm-hmm. And so that's the that's kind of the ethos or the philosophy that uh, is the foundation of Purium. Well, our ethos is pay it forward. We give the fifty dollar gift card mm-hmm. every time to the first person for their first order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really amazing setup. It's a really amazing business model and and consumer. I guess, or, or however you want to think of that. It's a really great model that is omni-supportive. That's the word that I, I like to use, like omni-considerate, omni-supportive. It's supportive of the whole. In other words, it's a win-win-win. It's not a win-lose-win or kind of a dualistic setup. It's a win-win-win for everybody. That is absolutely correct because when you buy products from me, I do things like, as you know, help 200 farmers, um, help 200 farmers in Thailand reject Monsanto and start Mm. growing organic. When you do business with me, I develop that plastic alternative out of hemp and bamboo and tree sap that will ultimately replace um, packaging across the board. When you invest your money in me, we support the battered women and children's shelter um, Mm. witness protection program called Interval House. And we've helped hundreds of women get out of abusive relationships. When you look at the bottom line of our 50 million plus a year company, we're making less profit than any nonprofit you've ever seen. Um, We operate on such a slim margin that banks don't even want to finance us. Mm. You see, because we are a social conscious, we are a movement, um, and that's why free enterprise needs to be supported, and you need to vote with your dollars, and you have to realize that every time you spend a penny, you have a place to vote for something to get stronger. It's like watering a tree and nourishing a garden. And the gardens that flourish are the ones that we feed with finance. And so if you make a decision to buy a plastic that's a one-use plastic, you're voting for pollution. If you make a decision to buy a non-organic product, you're voting for chemicals. If you make a decision to buy a food that has artificial colors and sweeteners and flavors, you're voting for Alzheimer's and autism and obesity and cancer Mm. and know that. Mm. Wow. Well, that, that makes it so much more of a powerful, um, a powerful decision than simply a decision based on convenience or rushing in the supermarket on a busy day. It actually causes someone to, to pause and consider what am I contributing to? What am I, what am I voting for? Not just in this moment, but for the long term. What am I making stronger that will be there when my children are there? And will what I make stronger today make them weaker tomorrow? And the answer most often is yes. Mm. 
Well, that's that's a, that's really powerful. I'm glad that you brought that up because if you didn't mention that, then there would be a whole a whole kind of piece of this that would have been left unsaid. And, and the fact that you and your company and your community are reinvesting in this diversity of humanitarianism, ecological sustainability, and whole food preservation and protection is so absolutely incredible. I'm really, really happy that you, you mentioned those those details. Awesome, man. Well, uh, it, it's really, you know, a pleasure to be here with you today. Your questions are, are poignant and, and on point. So thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. Well, I would love to now, I'd love to dive into superfoods because that's, that's really what Purium is all about. And, um, you know, and, and that's, that's something that I've been really passionate about for the last 10 years or so in my work. So, I'd love to talk about there's there's a few particular products that I'd love to highlight, but I'd love to just bring to the audience's awareness um, the power of superfoods and um, just just any any kind of um, uh, anything that you would like to to share in terms of the 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 products and the quality and the sourcing of the Purium superfood products. You know, there's. Uh you know, Amy actually made an incredible, you know, uh, YouTube video or FaceTime or something where she went through. It's about a half hour explanation of our quality control. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can tell you is that we were uh, on the original, you know, like movement from Oregon Tilth to Organic Crop Improvement Association all the way up to the USDA before there was certified organic, before anybody even knew that there could be food that had a third-party verified certification of purity, we fought for that. We fought hard for it. We fought so hard for it because we knew we were producing the purest food on the planet. No binders, fillers, excipients, preservatives, additives, coloring agents, flowing agents, all that. Um, But that nobody would differentiate us from anybody else if there wasn't some type of umbrella of quality that we could go under to prove just how hard we work. Mm. And so a superfood is in all foods on some level have carbohydrates and fats and protein. And those are macronutrients. And then they would have fiber, which I also consider a macronutrient, even though it isn't necessarily a nutrient. And then you have micronutrients, and what type of micronutrients plants have are quite different. And out of the 10,000 edible species of plants on Earth, and out of the more than 5,000 edible species of plants that grow in water, there are literally 0.001 or one hundredth of 1% of those that we consider to be the literally the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you imagine that a lot of people could play basketball very well, look at all the colleges that have great teams. But out of all those colleges, only a small percentage, maybe 9% of the people who play Division One college basketball will ever play professional basketball or less. Of those less than 5% will play more than one year. Mm. And in the end, 
There are those who are better than everybody, the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, the, I guess, LeBron James. Not a fan necessarily, but I admire his skill set. He is head and shoulders above the competition, and his competition was head and shoulders above the best players in college basketball. And so if you think about it, there's a lot of food. All the foods could include everybody who played high school basketball or at a park somewhere where there's a hoop. And that's all the different types of food. And so, of course, when you get to the NBA, those are really good foods, fruits and vegetables and all that. But when you get to superfoods, these are the unusual plants, things you might never hear about, like a rare red algae, okay, Um uh, that can fight viruses like Gigertina or red rare red algae like astaxanthin, um, you know, that you never are going to realize is a food, but is at that 0.001% of the foods that will benefit the human body. My job as a phytochemical researcher, as, a, you know, as an herbalist, as a historian, um, as a food archaeologist, mm. go and mine for that 0.001% of foods that will have a profound and immediate impact on your body at the cellular level and change your future, the direction of your health. Yeah, and when I think about the concept of superfoods, what I think about is an upgrading of our nutritional understanding where, you know, most of the world still in the kind of the health culture, the health cults that exist, um, whether it's paleo or it's vegan or vegetarian or, or organic whole foods, um, most of it is talking about um, basic foods, right? And they're great, organic basic foods. But then when we talk about superfoods, we're talking about an upgraded system of nutrition that is it's um it's kind of a buzzword now but it's still not fully integrated into people's true understanding and in lifestyle so that's what i find really interesting it's basically a progressive upgraded version of our nutritional understanding yeah definitely could you hear me yep can you still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I don't know what exactly is going on here. There's some music playing in the background, and I apologize. Um, but as long as you can hear me. Yeah, hey, I can hear you. Just uh, yeah, the bottom line is that our cells actually have, as you know, DNA, and they drive what happens in our body. And that DNA has a lot of little switches on it, as you can think, like light switches. And some of them are closed and they need to be open. Some of them are open and need to be closed. Some of them just need to be left alone. And it is this phytochemistry that actually is able to, good and bad, there are bad phytochemicals. They can turn on your greater likelihood of getting cancer. And then there are phytochemicals that can turn off the greater likelihood of you getting cancer. One example is melatonin. Melatonin literally puts cancer cells to sleep. Mm-hmm. And when we don't have melatonin, the cancer cells grow. And when they're exposed to light, they grow even faster. But when there is melatonin in the body, 
they will not grow. Um, so these are examples of how uh, food and phytochemistry could impact our body both through genetics and through just physiological, you know, um, activities. Mm. Yeah, and you brought up you brought up um, the neurohormone melatonin, and you have a really great product called the Apothecary, and cherry is the number one source of melatonin. And I think that that product in particular is something I'd like to just kind of uh, get a little a little more information for everybody listening, because one of the things that we suffer from in our um, falsely illuminated um, artificial light reality is this decrease in natural melatonin. Um, secretion, which is also leading to all kinds of sleep issues. And that's one of the biggest struggles. If you look at pharmaceutical prescriptions and over-the-counter prescriptions, so much of it is for sleep issues. No, absolutely. And you have to remember that sleep is tied to emotional issues like depression, obesity, drug addiction, um, the accelerated aging process. Uh, and on and on and on. So um, remember that during the daytime, uh, we are going to need serotonin to keep our body happy. And at the nighttime, we're going to need melatonin to keep our body happy. And serotonin can become acetyl serotonin, and acetyl serotonin is a precursor to melatonin. And so when you have a healthy microbiome, that's the gut microbiome, that is where 70% of our serotonin is created. So believe it or not, having a healthy gut is actually going to be integral to having a healthy night's sleep. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's such, a, such an important point, and it's becoming more and more known in, in certain circles of like probiotics and things of that nature. What I find really interesting, and this is a great a great segue because I wanted to bring this up. You, your company has recently produced a revolutionary microbiome protective product called Biomedic, um, and there's a, there's kind of some information that I think is really interesting. I'll let you be the 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 one who who explains it. But um, this Biomedic product is taking I know it's taking the Purium community by storm. And a lot of the people that I've recently been talking to, as I've been sharing sharing about Purium more recently, have really been getting excited about this product in particular. ...where for the first time in history, 75% of our food and almost 100% of our city environments and our farm communities are exposed to, contaminated with, even saturated with such levels of glyphosate that they are measuring, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, 500 times the amount that was considered toxic in animal studies, in humans, in California which is why Los Angeles, California, has banned its use, which is why the state of California has called it a known carcinogen, which is why the World Health Organization and the National Academy of Sciences have both given it a dire warnings as not being fit 
for human consumption, despite all of that, it is being used and perpetuated. And our inability to block its use, our inability to hide from it, has created the necessity of a cleanup product, if you would, a product that could actually clean it out of the system and allow the system to then be repaired and all of those functions that have been suppressed and have been adulterated can be restored. And again, perhaps the single most important product. And I'm going to leave you with one last gem, if you would. Vitamin C was discovered by Albert St. Georgi. And the key ingredient in Biomedic was discovered by Albert St. Georgi. This product has deep roots mm. to the most brilliant minds in the history of science. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really powerful. And, and people can find all, all the, the links for for where they can find more information and get these products will be in the show notes. So we'll have all that covered for everybody. Um, and, you know, just, just in respect for your time and, um, I really, really, this interview has been fantastic and amazing. And I just want to, um, conclude on, well, first of all, I want to congratulate you on two things. I want to congratulate you on the grand opening of your new Purium facility in Los Angeles. I know that you just had a huge event this weekend, yesterday, literally, and I want to congratulate you on that. Well, thank you. Yeah, the grand opening has been quite an event. So the street um, in a redevelopment zone that at one time was just fraught with gangs and prostitutes and drug dealers and, and violence and graffiti and we went in and we were part of that change and we're so proud of the fact that we followed Gandhi's directive that the change we seek in the world must begin at home and I knew we were going to create a company that could heal this planet I knew we were going to create that ultimately because that was our goal but we first had to prove we could heal the community in which we reside and so we've recently moved from that eight building, two sides of the street, sprawling octopus into our new, beautiful, shiny, pretty and amazing building um, with landscaping all around and trees and lawns and birds and squirrels and on the outside and parking for everybody in an event center. And it was just really great to welcome everybody and show them that we have moved up in a big, big way in our presentation. Uh, but the quality, the underlying quality has always been the same. Now we're just happy that the, uh, the up, the top part looks as good as the bottom part, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm, um, there's two more questions I have. Um, to to conclude this interview, my first question is: What is coming next for for you for your mission with Purium? What is the next phase of the vision? The next phase of the vision is to empower people to take our new system and to 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 change the perception of network marketing. Mm -hmm. Network marketing is a dinosaur. It's 
it really it's time has come and passed the way that it did business the way that they you know treated people that's got to end and we ended it with our new system we are creating a clear path a safe haven for the consumer for the consumer to get the best products at the lowest prices and it's going to be easy and it's going to feel good and they're going to feel good and get results for our promoters who want to help me change the world by distributing gift cards we have a amazing opportunity to get involved for a very low investment and to get a massive massive return on that investment without a massive massive effort um, and that's the leverage that people are looking for mm. and so because we will give people an unlimited number of $50 gift cards to share the love with everybody they know that might need um, some assistance and I think we all do this is a share it forward model that anyone can give out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of free nutritional products to everybody they love each person only once, of course, one gift card per person. But nonetheless, no one's ever empowered a movement before to go away and give away millions of dollars worth of product as a way of letting people know that we have the truth. Mm. And that's the reason we may have such low profits because we give so much of our product away. But that's our business model. And if you haven't used our product, you won't know if you like it. You won't use it if you don't feel you're getting a tremendous value the first time you try it. And a $50 gift card is a pretty tremendous value. If you buy something that costs $60 and you get $50 off, you're feeling pretty good. Absolutely. And it creates trust with the, the consumer to the, the producer. And it's, it's a humanistic model. That's what I just really just caught on to when you're saying this is, so much of business, as my friend Dr. Robert Kinsar says, is business, and it's not really truly noble business. And really, what I love about this is that you you're taking a humanistic perspective by considering the human. I'm business. Yeah, business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, this that's that's just really empowering and powerful, and 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 it gives me a great sense of pride for locking arms with you, with the incredible people um, that I've joined forces with and just being able to support and promote and stand behind Perium as a, a philosophy and also as incredible products that are designed to activate and empower people's human potential. Yeah, we are a humanitarian-based company that is for profit. Because if you can't create a model for a new commerce, for a new economy, where you could make money by making people's lives better, where you can not just make a living, but you could make a difference. Mm. And this is an economy I want to support. This is an economy I hope you will support. And, you know, I, I really look forward to, you know, to uh, some... Just some amazing developments coming out of this biomedic product and such amazing developments coming out of the 10-day transformation that we've seen for years and years to continue because we've got a lot of people and a lot of lives 
to impact mm-hmm. and a big future to change. So thank you for the forum. Thank you again to all of the people who took the time to tune in. want to let you know that there is only one answer, and the answer is love. So if you're confused about what to do ever, just stop and ask yourself, what would love do? And I think you're going to get the answer you're looking for. So I am not afraid to say I love you, and I hope that you love life the way I do. And if so, we're going to be really good friends. Wow. That, that's, wow. Great, great note to conclude on. And thank you so much for joining me, Dave. Um, all the, all the, the links for Purium and um, all the information is going to be provided in the show notes. So no, no worries to everyone listening. Just go to the show notes or the website where you found this interview and all that will be provided for you. Feel free to reach out to me personally to have a conversation about what you heard in this interview if this sparks that inspiration within you. And, um, yeah, and with that, I just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with all of us, Dave. Well, thank you. Appreciate, again, the forum, as I said, because uh, if a tree falls in the wood and nobody hears it, then did it make a sound? And I have been that tree in those woods, and it's nice to know that someone's listening. Mm, Absolutely. It was an honor and pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this fascinating episode of the Holistic Health and Human Potential show. Before you head off, I want to invite you to go to my website for further podcast episodes and tons of free content on holistic health, natural nutrition, and human potential. Please go to www.ronnylandis.net to find out how to take your health and your life to the next level. And also, I want to encourage you to leave a five-star review for this podcast on our iTunes page, which will help me in my mission to get these inspiring messages to millions of people throughout the world. I thank you so much for your support, and I look forward to continuing to provide amazing conversations and content on holistic health and human potential.